You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. There you go. There you go. When you hear that fight song, that sounds like a UNLV fight song. That must mean Paul Gutierrez from ESPN is going to join us, and he is on the phone lines now as we kick off hour number two of the show. And, Paul, am I right that you're in Reno getting ready for the uh, Battle of the Fremont Cannon? <laughs> you know what? I've never been to Reno for the game. I've only been to Reno on a handful of occasions, but never for the game. Uh, and, no, that, that streak is not going to end this week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it will be cool to be there. But, you know, Raiders got a home game. Right, so, no, uh, I'll true. be there for the, for the Raider game, but no, not 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 able to make it up to Reno though. But yeah, it would be nice to be there in person to watch the alma mater keep the Fremont Cannon red and, and go from there. So what I mean, just what has this season so far been like? You know, for for uh, UNLV, uh, Coach Odom comes in, and you know, obviously UNLV has struggled, but I mean, he's he's cooking with grease right now, and I feel like this is a very winnable game coming up on uh, on Saturday, man. I mean, what will this mean for the alma mater and for just UNLV in general to get this win? Yeah, you know what's interesting is, is you know I went to the Hawaii game and it was it was a, it was a good crowd and it's cool it's it, it's funny like when you watch it on TV or you see still photos right of, of what the Allegiant Stadium looks like for a UNLV game how only the lower bowl has people a lot of empty seats or fans dressed as seats so to speak and and yet there's 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 an atmosphere and you can feel the atmosphere kind of growing and as a UNLV alum I do I, I miss the Silver Bowl Sandboy Stadium I kind of liked it out there because. While it was, you know, like, like Oakland fans will agree with this. They'll understand that. Yeah, it was kind of a dump, but it was our dump, right? Yeah. That kind of thing. Don't yeah. you dare call it a dump. That's mine. Um, but when you have that kind of a vibe and that kind of a feeling, uh, it, it, it kind of transcends what, what else, whatever else is going on. So the fact that they're 4-1, yeah, they were 4-1 last year, but talking to a lot of people, a lot of people uh, affiliated with the program, the school, uh, fans, it's a different kind of a 4-1. This right. feels... Like, it's, it's not empty calories, so to speak. It feels real. And, and going to Reno, a very winnable game. The, the, the Wolfpack uh, is what? I don't think they've won a game yet. 0-5 no. maybe. Yeah, and they're coming five. off of a bye as well. So you win that game. Now you're looking at 5-1, and you're only one win away from being bowl eligible. And this is a program that, you know, I've been alive for <laughs> most of their bowl eligible teams because <laughs> they haven't had a lot of them. No, no, they haven't. And, Paul, look, you, you work for ESPN, so you know what the national scene is like. I'm on the radio on ESPN, and we actually have talked about ES, uh, talked about UNLV nationally, and I've seen national folks writing about UNLV. I mean, that you know that's a big deal that they're getting that kind of attention right now. Yeah, and at one point it was funny, and I, and I may have mentioned this to you before, uh, maybe not on the radio but maybe in person, was that after uh, UNLV beat Vanderbilt, uh, I went up to Josh Jacobs and said, "Hey, you, you realize that that UNLV's got more SEC wins than uh, than Alabama does." And he just kind of <laughs> looked at me, kind of shooed me away from his locker. So yeah, it's 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 a national kind of a thing here. Yeah, they went to Michigan, and and here's the best compliment ever, I guess. You know, our, our friend Josh Dubow from Associated Press went to Michigan. My editor at, at ESPN, uh, he also is a huge Michigan fan. I believe he went there as well, TJ Burka, and they both thanked me as a UNLV alum for helping Michigan's strength of schedule by continuing to win because wow. that's UNLV's only loss is Michigan. And I know their tongue is firmly planted in cheek, right. but still, it's, it's, it's funny to hear that. No, it is. And, I mean, they're not wrong, right? I mean, and so that's never yeah. been that's never been any kind of a conversation around UNLV in a very long time. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game. And, and as you mentioned, man, having the, the cannon remain red is what it's supposed to be. So uh, there you go. So good luck to UNLV as they take on Reno. Appreciate you, brother. 
we're having Buffalo Wild Wings here, Paul, so we're having a good time. <laughs> as, as, as you can very well tell, but we're getting ready for this Raider game on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. How big would it be for the Raiders to improve to 3-3? Three and three? Like 3-3 three and three and 2-4 and four is totally different, but for the Raiders, if they were to improve 3-3 three and three after the way that really they've started this season, how big would that be, something to build on? Not only record-wise, but who you would beat to get there, right? I mean, they should handle business. The way the defense has been playing, they pitch a shutout in the second half at the Chargers. They, they only allow 13 points to the Packers. Now you're playing a team that's been outscored 72-3 to the past two games in the Patriots. And, oh, yeah, it's the Patriots, so it's kind of like a, a brotherly civil war with so many Patriot connections on the Raider roster anyway. Yeah, it would be huge record-wise to get there, uh, no matter what Devontae Adams says about looking, uh, you know, the S-word getting there. But still, a win is a win is a win. And, and as we all know, Al Davis used to say, just win. It doesn't matter how good or bad you play. Just get that W and you keep moving from there. So, yeah, to be 3-3 three and three with another winnable game at the Bears coming up and then a tough one at, uh, at Detroit, Right. Followed by two more ultra-winnable games at home. Yeah, this is the time for them to get on a roll. And, uh, you know, each game is a season unto itself, as we always say. But you got to be able to plan forward, plan ahead. So if they could be going into Miami 6-4, uh, and 7-3, and three, I mean, that's, that's, where, that's where you look at the preseason and you say, okay, let's put ourselves in position to have the most success. This is the time for them to start doing some, some, uh, some damage. Do you expect to see any changes to the Raiders' offensive line tomorrow or Sunday? I would not be shocked if we saw more on the, at the right tackle. Uh, we've, we've seen kind of a, a rotation out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Thayer Munford and, and coming in and replacing uh, Jermaine Illuminor a lot lately, and, and you look at the snap count, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was a stark difference that Munford played a lot more. Granted, Illuminor is dealing with something physical that, that uh, you know, we don't really dive into at this point. But, right. but there's, they're kind of, you know, what's the saying? There's a changing of the guard. It seems like there might be a changing of the right tackle. And uh, not that that's a bad thing, not that that's a good thing. It's just maybe it's just a thing. Right. But, you know, they're starting to, to open up holes for Josh Jacobs. And that's, to me, Hugh, throughout this whole thing is, is you know, listening in and, and, and being in press conferences and, and wondering why the Raiders aren't taking deep shots and listening to Aaron Rodgers this week saying that the Raiders weren't using Devontae enough and he needs deep shots, he needs this, he needs that. That's all great. That's wonderful. I don't think anybody in the building disagrees with Aaron Rodgers. But at the same same time, if the quarterback has no time to look downfield and find him, the point is moot. And right. that's what we've seen thus far. So if there's going to be some changes, it's going to be for that reason, to give the quarterback time to find Devontae downfield and make things happen. Because when did Devontae finally start getting the ball? On quick slants, where yep. it didn't take much time to get on the ball. No, no, not at all. And that's when you start to see some success. Again, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. What kind of – like wrinkles do you expect to see from Bill Belichick and the Patriots? Because you know he's good at taking away your best thing, and I don't, really don't know what the Raiders' great, great best thing is right now. So how do you expect them to kind of come in and, and try to defend the Raiders? Maybe maybe that's what it is, right? I mean, if Bruce Lee's uh, philosophy was the art of fighting without fighting, uh, <laughs> maybe it's the art of fighting without knowing how to fight. Right, <laughs> you don't right. know exactly yeah. what the weapon is. I mean, maybe that's the, the biggest weakness is the biggest strength because you would think, well, it's going to be Josh Jacobs and running it. No, well, it's going to be Devontae Adams on deep ball. No. Uh, maybe that's what it is. It, it, there's been a lot of gamesmanship this week, whether it was the, the injury report that the Patriots kept changing on Wednesday or the Raiders having nothing but walkthroughs until today, which is typically a walkthrough day anyway. Uh, yeah, I just – these guys know each other so much. And, and like I wrote today for ESPN.com, I mean – 
the Raiders defense playing well the past game and a half, the Patriots getting outscored 72-3, this should be a walk in the park for the Raiders, right? No, because it's the Raiders and because right. these two teams know each other so well that you could throw any prognostication that you know was going to happen, throw it out the window. Yep, exactly, because you just, I mean, again, the Raiders will find a way to make it more difficult. The Patriots yep. aren't going to just roll over and let them just, you know, have a great game. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. As, as we hear all the time, we always think it's coach speak. It's hard to win the NFL. It's going to be hard to win on Sunday, regardless of who the Raiders are playing, regardless of what the Patriots look like, Mac Jones, whatever the case may be. It's going to be uh, a difficult timeout. I do expect the Raiders to win, but, I mean, I expect the Raiders to do a lot of things, and they haven't done it, so <laughs> we'll, <laughs> exactly. we'll see. We'll see where, where, where it takes us. But, you know, Paul, we've talked about the defense a lot. I spent a lot of time this week talking about the defense, and I feel it's the strength of the team right now, which is weird for me to say it. But we've always said if they're middle of the pack, it'll be a good, uh, you know, it'll be a good thing for the team. They're literally middle of the pack right now as far as the points they give up per game. I mean, they, they, outside of Buffalo, they've kept them in every single game. What, are you surprised by the performance from the defense so far? Yes. because Yes and no. I mean, yes, because of how terrible they looked the first two weeks of the season. And this is a question I asked Max Crosby this week was, you know, you guys have been playing really well the past game and a half, two games. What are you doing now differently that you weren't doing earlier to, to, to explain the success? And his first thing out of his mouth was crediting Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, in terms of putting them in position to succeed, putting them in the right places uh, to make the right calls, to, to have success defensively. Um, you know, and still there's some things that it's like, eh, that didn't look good, uh, that wasn't what they really wanted to do. But there's a lot of bending, no breaking. And here's the interesting thing, Q, and, and I know you always ask me this, and I always jump you on this, but <laughs> you know what I'm working for is tomorrow's story is on the defense, just kind of looking at them. Since realignment in 2002, when the NFL went to 32 teams, the Raiders have only finished defensively in total defense. That's yards allowed. Yeah. They've only finished in the top half of the NFL four times. Four times. Whoa. That includes 2006, that team that was so god-awful that it put them in position to draft Jamarcus Russell. Right. That, that was a top two defense by yards allowed. I, I still don't know how that happened. I think teams just blew them out so early they just took their foot off the gas and wow. stopped, stopped marching down the field. But that's one of the one of the, the teams that had a top top uh, top sixteen defense. Right now, this defense again, small sample size. It's less than a quarter into the season, but it's at number fourteen, right there on the upper half of that. So if they can maintain that and the offense finally gets its sea legs about itself, they can do some things. They can definitely do some things. Yeah, no, that's great, and I definitely want to read that article, and those are some good nuggets that you just dropped, so make sure you check that article out, ESPN.com. We talked about the offensive line, the struggles. We know that a lot of the play calling is affected because of the struggles of the offensive line. Besides that, what is going to help Jimmy stop turning the ball over and stop just not making the right play? Yeah, that's where it all springs from for me. I mean, I'm on old school as far as it goes, and it all games are won and lost in the trenches, the offensive line, the defensive line, who wins the line of scrimmage. You know, you're seeing some happy feet. You're seeing some, some, dare I say, Derek Carr-esque throws, (laughs) you know, where he's kind of throwing off his back foot into triple coverage, no one in particular. That was one of the interceptions we saw against the Steelers especially. Um, Once he gets more comfortable back there, then he's able to kind of pick apart a defense. We saw that with with the 49ers uh, when he was there. So that, to me, it's more of a mental thing than a physical thing, although you know you don't want to get beat up too much physically anyway. You know what's coming. Right. But if he just gets comfortable, uh, then he's able to, to look down and, and get some time. And It's that quick. It's half a second. It's one second. It's two seconds is an eternity to right. be able to, to scan the field and see what you want. Uh, that, to me, is the ultimate key here. It is. I know you asked me besides that. I don't think there's anything besides that. I think it really, truly is having time 
to diagnose a play by being able to look downfield. He doesn't, you know, he's not a deep ball thrower anyway. Right. But if you don't have time to do that, then you got to take that off. And that's the one thing about Josh McDaniels the past week and a half or so. He will not kill the offensive line. He's not going to kill anybody really publicly as a coach. Right. Otherwise, you lose the team, right? But yep. to me, that's what it is. Is you, how, how can you have certain play calls if you just know that it's doomed to failure because the quarterback has no time anyway? How encouraged were you that Michael Mayer got involved on Monday early in the game? Matter of fact, the first offensive play. Very much so. And it was like, oh, okay, here we go. And then he got him involved. He got the ball. He, he looked like an old-school tight end from, like, the 50s with, with no face mask, just a leather helmet, you know, yeah. barreling down the right side, the right sideline. That was nice because then all of a sudden it put something in the defense's head that, uh-oh, we don't just have to worry about Jacoby Myers or DePonte. Now we've got to worry about the tight end. Oh, oh here comes Trey Tucker. Oh, we still got to worry about third and Renfro, even though they really haven't used him as much, but right. he's still in their back pocket. Oh, yeah, Josh Jacobs, he's an all-pro uh, running back. Once you start opening up other seals, so to speak, that just opens up so many more things. So I did like the fact that the first play of the game went to the rookie tight end because, again, it showed his soft hands when he's rumbling and he's bumbling and he's stumbling down the sidelines. He's hard to bring down, too. So that, again, just puts a seat of doubt into an opposing defender. Trey Tucker got a little bit of action again with the you know the little end around and the speed that he has. Uh, if they can get that guy or even DeAndre Carter with his speed involved offensively, that speed, you know, I mean, you can't teach it. You either have it or you don't. Those guys have it. Uh, I, I feel like that the offense would really open up if, if they can get that going. What do you think about the speed and those two guys in particular? Well, that's fun. That's always fun to watch that, right? So you see those yeah. guys running, and that uh, also a part of that is is maybe that's why they're not able to get Hunter Renfro so involved because obviously he doesn't have the speed that those guys do. But if you think about it with Hunter Renfro, it takes him a while to get open with those crazy routes that he runs, right? Again, mm-hmm. what we were just talking about, if the quarterback doesn't have time or the offensive line doesn't allow time for those types of routes to develop downfield, the point is moot. So you just got to go to the speed. And that's where the young guy like, like Tucker or the veteran uh, like, like, like uh, DC comes in, and, and there you go. Yeah, no doubt. So it's going to be interesting. It really will. Final question for you. Amik Robertson, he sealed the deal. The Allegiant Stadium went nuts when he got that interception. Uh, what is it about Amik where every time you think that maybe he's no longer going to be a factor or no longer needed, he's like, yeah, here I am, and uh, don't forget about me. It makes a big play. He's got that attitude. He's just because he's so undersized. You know, I, I think he's 5'8 when he's wearing his lips inside his cleats. Right. You know? and then yeah. he's, he's, he's picking the, he's, the way he just kind of elevated. He kind of floated. If you yeah. watch that replay, it's kind of it's kind of Zay Jones-esque, the way he kind of floated up, you know, and, and just hung in the air and, and got it. And it wasn't the best uh, at all. And I heard talk to people about it. It wasn't the best technique, but he made the play. And that's what it is. He's just a guy that makes plays. Um, and, and he plays with that huge chip on his shoulder because he's a little guy. But as he told me after the game, he said, you know what, I'm just an offensive player playing defense because I was a receiver in high school. He makes plays. He does. He's fun to watch, and he's always great to talk to. And, you know, he, he gives you that energy on and off the field, so it's always great to see. Well, Paul, thanks so much for your time, man. Enjoy enjoy UNLV in Reno. I know you'll be watching. Somehow you'll be watching and tapped in on what's going on. And, uh, yeah, keep that Fremont cannon red, my man. <laughs> we will. I'll send you some pictures. <laughs> there you go. And I'll see you in the press box on Sunday, brother. All right, my man. There he goes. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. Fantastic job. Joins us uh, here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Give you a little bit of uh, Raiders convo and thoughts on what he's been hearing this week and uh, what he's been seeing in the locker room and all that good stuff. Uh, uh, Got a text on the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R from Big Dub Raider. Paul, that 2016's run defense was atrocious. Go Raiders. Yeah. 
Uh, I want to say I remember that that defense, that that run defense being god awful. But then the pass defense was good. Or it was it was one of those years, and I kept thinking like, man, what in the hell is really going on? But uh, like you said, Big Dub, everybody was just running the rock because well, didn't have to didn't have to pass the ball. So thanks for that. Rob in Oakland hit us up at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. I think we have to do all the boring things well. On offense, make and hold blocks in the running and passing game. Don't miss blocking assignments. Don't turn the ball over or get pre-snap penalties. On defense, get off blocks and don't miss tackles. Don't blow coverages and don't get PI and personal foul penalties. But that may not be enough. I think we need guys to step up and actually make big game changing plays. Can Jimmy throw Devontae open for big gains or hit Trey on a nine route? Can Mike Mayer get loose in the open field? Can Josh break a big run? Can we get a pick six, a scoop and score, a special team touchdown? We need playmakers to make plays. That's Rob in Oakland, and it would be nice to see that, right? I don't care what, what form it comes in, just like you just said. I don't care what it comes in, what form it comes in, what it looks like. Playmakers need to make plays, right? And if it's in the passing game, then obviously Jimmy's got to make the pass. But you know you got a guy in Devontae that can make plays. Jacoby Myers can make plays. Josh Jacobs in the run game could obviously make plays. They've got to do that. You know, I love, I love that text, right? Can someone get a pick six? Page and you, Marcus Peters, can you get a pick six? <laughs> right? I mean, anyone. Right? If Ja'Korian Bennett's playing, go ahead and, you know, let you. Meek Robertson. I mean, who, who cares? Somebody. Max, get a strip sack. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm with you 100%. If they can get, if they can finally get a, a, a way to score defensively, that would be a really big deal moving forward for the silver and black. But we want to hear from you, 69187, keyword R&R. This is the com text line and the phone line as well at 702-365-9200. Through the question out there, what will it take for the Raiders to get a win on Sunday, and who is it that we'll be talking about the most on Monday? 318 is the time. Ari, we, uh, we lost Raider Mac. Did we lose Raider Mac? Yeah, he'll call back, he said. Okay. All right. <laughs> I knew we had him. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to leave him on hold too long. All right, so 318 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back live at Buffalo Wild Wings on Eastern and Henderson with Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread. Loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Q, Q, Q. I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings. Hanging out with you, you, you. That's one of the hardest beats in the game right there. Well done, Ari. Ari's doing fantastic work on the wheels of steel back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm here at Buffalo Wild Wings on Eastern and Henderson having a really good time. Lots of folks to stop by, man. Lots of folks hanging out, having lunch. A lot of folks hanging out, getting some drinks. Got Raider Nation in the building. Got Vegas Jess is filling his face with all these Buffalo... Look at all these wings and everything. We having a good time here. So, uh, yeah, this is the spot to be, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings on Eastern in Henderson. We're going to be here till at least 5 o'clock, so come on by and hang out. That was funny. It got loud and then it got quiet real quick. It's like, <laughs> it's like everyone got, got quiet all at the same time. Man, you're supposed to keep it loud at the same time. It was funny. But uh, we, we went from being in the, in the, in the club to in the, in the library at the same time, man. It was like one, one extreme to the other, but we all good. We hanging out here. And, uh, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll join the show. Uh, probably coming up in about five, six, seven minutes from now. Uh, he'll give us all the 
all the lines that we need to have. We'll talk about the Raider game, Raiders and Patriots at Allegiant Stadium. I believe the Raiders are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, maybe three, but we'll talk to Lee Sterling coming up just around 3.30. But we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 in the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r Let's go and talk to our good guy, Raider Mac. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q, man? This boy it's hard to get a hold of y'all now. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's like, hey, but I love it that, that, that you know, people are passionate and we're getting all these different, hey, man, we really do appreciate all these different guests, you know, and, and I listen to uh, listen to all this stuff, man. It's, it's just great. Hey, Q, I, I think the biggest thing is the offensive line. Hey, Q, and maybe I'm wrong, but Alex Barnes, I think we missed Alex Barnes in the run game. Yeah. He was physical, and, and and I didn't understand why he got cut. I mean, maybe I, I watched him. You know, I don't know what happened, but he shouldn't. Have, I think he should have still been on the team. He was he, the line is not the same. We got to make some changes. Hugh, I know if me and you're not doing our job, they they don't say, "Hey, man, you got to go." We we don't want you. Right. We gotta change up stuff. If a guy's not doing, and I know it's early in the season, but you, you, Jimmy G ain't have a. You know, people complaining about Jimmy G and they say he do have to cut down on the interception. But the problem is he don't have no time. Yeah. Just like um, you said when um, uh, Renfro, but that's the excuse. So Renfro should be getting the ball. I don't care about his route run. He, he, he. The the line wasn't great when Carr was there, so. I, I, I'm just saying we need to, to get that together. Um, and I think that's the key to – because, you know, Belichick's going to take away Devontae Adams. And Q, and, and I'll let you go. Hey, Q, uh, just want to know, Devontae Adams, I've watched the game over and over, and he was he didn't run routes. Is his shoulder still bothering him? And I'll let you go on that. And good luck for um, this weekend. Hey, great call. It's always good to hear from you, Raider Mack. And, yeah, his, his shoulder is still definitely hurting him. Uh, I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. It's going to be one of those that he's just going to have to rest and relax, and the Raiders don't have a bye week for a really long time, <laughs> right? So, I mean, he, he's going to just have to deal with it. He's a tough dude, so I have no doubt that he's going to be out there. But, yeah, that's, that, that shoulder is definitely affecting him. Um, but he's still, even a 75% or even a 65%, Devontae Adams is still better than most. But, yeah, you're, you're right about that. And you know the thing about Alex Bars is funny. I never thought that I'd hear people call and say, man, I sure miss Alex Bars. But it seems like the Raiders' offensive line sure misses Alex Bars, right? I mean, it was a guy that, you know, it looked like they were upgrading when they got uh, Greg Van Roten. He's a veteran. He's a tough guy. He's this, that, and the other. But as Lincoln Kennedy points out all the time, he's a guy that plays too high. He's a guy that lets a defender get under his pads. And it, it seems like he could be the weak link right now. He, he could be a guy that maybe you need to look at and say, he needs to sit down. I mean, you're spot on if – we're not doing our job like we're supposed to. If Ari's not doing his job the way he's supposed to, we'll find someone else that can. If I'm not doing my job the way that I'm supposed to, they'll find someone else that can. If Raider Mack ain't doing his job the way he's supposed to, they'll find someone else that can. So you're, you're absolutely right, right? Again, I never thought that missing Alex Bars would be a big deal, but it seems like right now, and, and you know, it's, I know it's only October 13th and we want to say it's early in the season, but is it? <laughs> is it really? I mean, we're a third of the way through the season. Before you know it, it's going to be October 31st. That's the trade deadline. You're going to start seeing teams trade off players because they're going to say, yeah, we're going to start preparing for the draft. I mean, legit draft conversation is going to really – I mean, some teams are talking about it now. But le- legit draft conversation will start in, like, November, mid-November. 
And there's been too many years where, as a guy that's been covering the Raiders or talking about the Raiders for years, I've been talking about the draft in November. I don't want to do that. I enjoy talking about the draft, I don't know, after the season. <laughs> it's a weird concept, right? I, I enjoy that. But, yeah, man, Alex Bars could be a guy that they do miss. That's, that's, really, that's, that's, a good, uh, that's a good point that you bring up, Raider Mac. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go out to Toronto real quick. Talk to Dino. Dino, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for the thanks for the vine, brother. Appreciate it. Great yes, show sir. as always. Um, Hugh, I'm, I just want to talk about this upcoming game because I think this is a real. This might this might be the turning point of our season. I, I don't want to talk all dramatic and stuff, but you know they got these guys have a chance right now to not only go to five hundred, but really really make a statement game, man. Like mm-hmm. you know when when you see a team like this coming in, you have got to step on their neck, man. You got to keep them down. And I I just love to see this team explode for you know, multiple touchdowns, more than 15 to 20 points total. And um, I think if this defense still plays the way it is, I I, I don't I, you know I, I just I just kind of worry a little bit. I don't you know because of what happened last year with um, you know when what the, when the coach from Indianapolis came in after leaving high yeah. school, yeah. And then and then we had that you know that oh my god that heartbreaker against the Rams when. Um, Baker Mayfield, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, came out, he came out the street and, and, like, tore us apart, man. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I just I just hope these guys take this serious, man. I mean, I, I've, I've been really critical about Josh McDaniels. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really, like, sold on what he's doing yet, but I'm still, still giving him some time. But, I mean, he's really got to step up here, man. He's really got to, you know, not confuse himself out of winning this game. That's, that's, that's my whole thing that I see this guy. Sometimes he just, you know, he outthinks himself. He's smart guys sometimes. You know, they, they outsmart themselves, you know what I mean? So I just hope he keeps it keeps it real and he knows what's at stake. And once you get to 500, man, I mean, there's two more wins in the next three weeks after this game. So, I mean, that are, that are, that are really, really possible. So uh, this is an important game for me, man. I, I really want to see this team win this game in particular. I like it. Great call. Great call. And, yeah, that's the thing, man. I mean, this could be, in, in my opinion, that's why I said earlier this week, I think this could be a, a turning point. This could be a statement-making moment right I mean again I know it doesn't sound different but three and three is totally different than two and four totally different they have an opportunity to make a statement and you're right you know there's been too many times that they've played teams like the Colts when they were down they had a a a coach that just walked in off the street off of ESPN set and go out there and roll out there and win start Matt Ryan and let Matt Ryan roll out and run for 30 something yards against them with not a Raider in sight Baker Mayfield getting off the bus. Didn't even know where he was. Didn't even know what direction the locker room was. Found the locker room, went out there and beat the Raiders on Thursday night football. Like, there's been too many times where they've had opportunities to step on the neck and put a team out of their misery because they're just bad, and they haven't done it. So I had someone tell me earlier, this matter of fact, today, told me that they were getting those vibes to those two games in particular. And I don't blame you. It's kind of like, like what they say that you know a, a kid or you know somebody that, that used to get spanked when they were a kid. Because as soon as they, as soon as you make a like a flinch towards towards them, they they flinch, they they ha- they have to react like they're trying to protect themselves. So you're like, oh yeah, yeah, your mama used to get on your helmet huh, back in the day, right? So that that was that's one of those. It's like you know, Raider Nation. I don't blame you for having a little PTSD, right? A little bit of you know, like hey man, been there, done that. I've seen this story before. They have an opportunity right now. The, the Patriots are not very good, and they're not going to roll over. They're going to come into Legion Stadium and give you everything they got. Now, I'm not saying that that means that they're going to get it done, but they're going to give the Raiders everything 
they have. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, I like that, man, a, a statement-making moment or, you know, a season-changing uh, moment. I, I like that a lot. We'll get one text in, then we'll get to Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com as my man Ari is efforting Lee right now. Lady Raider 559 said, the Raiders can win this game by changing up the play calling. Belichick knows McDaniels better than anyone. He's going to have to outcoach Belichick. Offensive line needs to be tweaked on the right side. Van Roten and Illuminor got to get better or be benched. As Lady Raider in the 559. Be better or be benched. I like that. Good stuff. Thanks so much for that. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, get to our guy, Lee Sterling, for ParamountSports.com. Let's take a look at the lines that can help win you some money. It's Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, brought to you by Joe Stonecrab, located inside the Caesars Forum Shops. On Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And we are joined now on the phone lines by Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com, of course, on Twitter at Paramount Sports. And, Lee, thanks so much for joining us as always, man. Thursday night football, week six, action got underway last night. We saw the Chiefs beat the Broncos 19-8. to Not a big surprise, but, man, how bad are the Broncos? Russell Wilson threw for less than 100 yards. <laughs> oh, bad. Yeah. I mean, crazy. Their head coach, you know, talking all that smack before the season. You just got to worry about yourself. That's what they say. So uh, my dad always told me that. <laughs> he always he always told me when you get in the end zone, just like Walter Payton, just hand the ball to the official. <laughs> right. Act like you've been there before. <laughs> so, yeah. There it is. You yeah. heard that saying. Yep. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're a little too brash. Uh, Going to come back and haunt you. Their defense, Denver, played better. But uh, I think Kansas City's going to make a trade for a receiver. Yeah. I think they've got to. Mm-hmm. They want to win it all. Their defense is something special. Everyone knows Chris Jones. I don't think the average person can tell or name you two other players on that defense, but they are, I think they're top three in the NFL right now. Yeah, they're playing some really good ball. They came into the game Thursday night. They were only allowing 16 points a game, and they held Denver to eight. So, you know, there's there's that. So they're they're giving their team chances to win, even when the offense is not playing uh, as well as they normally would. Hell, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs got into the red zone multiple times and didn't come away with a touchdown in the red zone, right? I mean, that's just, it's right. that's why, to your point, they've got to probably make a trade for some kind of playmaker. They've got Travis Kelsey, but they that's it. They got Travis Kelsey, and he's hobbled a little bit. So they've got to go out there and make a move. But they get the victory, so they're feeling good at 5-1, and one, and the Broncos are 1-5. and five. So let's get into some action for this week. Again, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com is our guest here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. I want to start in uh, college ball because there's a game that I'm so excited about, fired up. This is going to be, I believe, a great game uh, coming up this weekend, and that's Washington versus Oregon. Number 7 versus number 6. Washington is at home. Minus three versus Oregon. What are your thoughts on this one, Lee? All right, so it's going to be a lot of fun, the offenses. Both offenses are two of the top three offenses in the country. They, I mean, led by really good quarterbacks. Bo Nix, we know about him. He's been hanging around for about 14 years at Auburn and in Oregon. And Michael Penix, both quarterbacks transferred. He started at Indiana, throws the long ball really well. He has three long ball threats on, at receiver at his disposal. Difference here in this game might be defense. Oregon ranks number six overall in total defense, Washington 62. And if you're looking mm. for a matchup that might help out the Ducks here, both are running backs. Number zero, Bucky Irving, and number 20, Jordan James. I think if they're able to isolate these two guys in the passing game versus what I think is a bunch of average 
Washington linebackers. I think that meet might be the key to success. Maybe Bo Nix, his experience and escapability running a little more than Penix. Washington won and shocked the Ducks last year in Eugene. I think Oregon does the favor here. Whack, whack. Oregon 45-42. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to my man, Andy Pascal. I guarantee he'll appreciate that little quack, quack right there. He is an Oregon <laughs> alum. I know he's locked in all the time. That's going to be a hell of a game, man. Washington yep. and Oregon. I'm so excited about that college football game right there. A little college action. Again, Washington is minus three versus Oregon. Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com is our guest here on Necessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. Let's dip into the NFL. How about this Monday night football action? This is a game I know all of Raider Nation will be paying attention to because of one of the teams in action. The Dallas Cowboys are taking on the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers coming off the bye. They're there at 2-2. Two and two. The Cowboys coming off the beatdown by the Niners. They're at 3-2. and two. Dallas minus 2.5 versus the Chargers. Lee, how are you seeing this one shake out? So the question here for Dallas is where are they mentally? And I think they realize they just don't match up with San Francisco. I don't think they match up also with Philadelphia. We haven't seen their A game yet either for some reason. But I like the fact, if you're a Chargers fan, you have your offensive coordinator, used to be at Dallas, and Kellen Moore, trust me, I know how these guys work. You coach at a place and you move on. You want to make sure that you're going to beat them the next year. I think he was working on stuff and putting down stuff in a, a game plan somewhat this summer. Then now he's worked with his team for five weeks. He knows the strengths of his offensive players and guys he's coaching, and he's able to watch film with a bye week to prepare for this game. I think it's a huge advantage for the Chargers. Obviously, home field, not much of an advantage at all. In fact, they'll have a lot more Cowboys fans, but just feel that with Austin Eckler back, different offense here. They have weapons galore, as long as their head coach doesn't blow this one, Brandon Staley, I think they win this game here easy. I have the Chargers here, 30-23 to 23 over the Cowboys. Ooh, there it is right yep. there. Chargers over the Cowboys. I, man, I really think that the Cowboys are going to bounce back, or they need to. I don't know if they will bounce back, Lee, but I think they really need to after that beatdown they took to San Francisco. Not many teams match up with San Francisco, but, man, the Cowboys no. got embarrassed in Sunday night football. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be uh, an intriguing game, man. It really will. The Chargers, their coach, like you said, Brandon Staley, always tries a way to Brandon Staley daily it up so <laughs> we'll see if he gives them an opportunity but there you go Cowboys minus two and a half versus Chargers Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com has the Chargers getting it done because of Kellen Moore and that offensive coordinator all right Lee here we go the moment of truth we got to close things out strong here on Unnecessary Roughness Raider Nation Radio 920 Sunday afternoon football Allegiant Stadium the Raiders are hosting the Patriots Raiders coming off that Monday night football victory over the Green Bay Packers the Patriots well they have scored three points in the last Last two games total. But with that being said, the Raiders are minus two and a half as they host the Patriots. How do you see this game shaking out? If Bill Belichick wasn't Bill Belichick, he might be the odds-on favorite right now to be the first coach fired. I mean, mm-hmm. not even a question about it. How bad have they been? Well, the one and four Patriots were outscored the last two weeks, 72 to three. Raiders aren't great, but, uh, you know, aside from Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, and kicker Daniel Carlson, I think the talent level is mediocre here. Josh McDaniels, we've gone 
and talked about him many times. Uh, he's just got to he's got to stay out of the way here and and let his his talent and his quarterback distribute the ball to playmakers. Jimmy G though, turnover prone again. When he's on a roll, I remember seeing him. He'll reel off five, six, seven wins when he was with San Francisco. I just think he's not there yet. I don't think he's a hundred percent. He's thrown seven interceptions in four games, and still I see that that green light coming on. I think New England's going to find a way. Uh, I think they're going to come up with a game plan. I think Bill Belichick, this is going to be his defining moment this year. Not saying they're going to have a winning record. I think they're going to find a way. So sometimes when you hit rock bottom, you find a way and, and you play hard and maybe you play smart. And for one week, the offense will show up. I like New England here, 23-20 over the Raiders. Ooh, 23-20. The Raiders uh, haven't even scored 20 points yet in a game this season. Uh, look, the the Raiders need this game. They're at home, right? They need to square up. They're at two and three overall. They need to go and be three and three. Uh, man. Yeah, I didn't say. I didn't say that that that. New England wasn't going to throw an interception. Right, right. <laughs> that, yeah. that usually happens, so that might set up a score. Too. There you go. And I'll tell you, man, look, the the Raiders are, are laying two and a half, so maybe maybe uh, the Patriots cover and the yep. Raiders still find a way to win. Maybe How they... perfect would that be? How perfect <laughs> would that be? Right. When I head to Chicago, if the Bears win, the Raiders win, something like 17-16, yep. and I still get the cover on that one, and the Raiders and the Bears head to uh, Chicago – for a monumental game uh, with my daughter singing the national anthem. There you go. That I, I'll sign up for that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. <laughs> Maybe the Raiders can have one of their, uh, you know, their classic 17-16 wins over the New England Patriots. Well, really good stuff right there, Lee. Uh, excited about that. Excited about your daughter's opportunity to uh, sing the national anthem when the Raiders come to town when they're playing Chicago. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk about that next week. But uh, if anyone does want to sign up, reach out to you, get some more information from you, man. What do they need to do? Just go to the website, ParamountSports.com. Got a lot of other free pick videos. Let's say there's another big game in college football, like Notre Dame, USC, Miami, North Carolina, or in the NFL. Some big ones going on. Uh, we've got Tampa Bay and Detroit. That's a huge game. Also, San Francisco, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Seattle. Check out all those videos, ParamountSports.com. And if you want to hop on board, we have not October, we call it Locktober at Paramount Sports for 47, 22, and 2 on the season. You get three weeks of games, including our first 40 to 50 unit selection of the year in college football. We're 62 and 20 on our 40 to 50 unit selections going back the last 15 years. So if you want to try us, this is probably the perfect week. We're locked and loaded. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. There it is right there. Good stuff, ParamountSports.com. Make sure you check it out and check out Lee on Twitter at Paramount Sports. Lee, fantastic stuff as always, man. It's always great to catch up with you. Enjoy the games this weekend. And, of course, we'll talk about uh, the games and we'll talk about your daughter singing the National Anthem next week here on Unnecessary Roughness. Thanks so much for your time, my man. Definitely appreciate you. You too, Q. Be safe. There he goes, Lee Sterling. I've never hoped that Lee is wrong. (laughs) But I hope that Lee is wrong this time. And, and look, the, the point spread, again, is two and a half points. So 
Uh, the Raiders could win 17-16. Maybe they can hit that number 17 again, and the Patriots uh, end up only with 16. Then the bet could be right, and also uh, also the Raiders come out on the right th- side of things and win and square up at 3-3. Three and three. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings on Eastern in Henderson. Uh, you've got plenty of time to come on by and get hooked up. We've got a Coors Light jersey. We've got some T-shirts here. We've got some cups and koozies. Uh, we've got everything that you need. All you got to do is come by, say what's up. You don't have to do any magic tricks. Just uh, say hello, and we're going to take care of you in a major way. 3.45 is the time. We'll come back, get some calls, get some texts, and uh, get ready for Tyler Dragon from USA Today, who will join us at the top of the hour. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. First and goal on the Packers, two end zone to our left. Garoppolo is under center in high formation. Snap, handoff, Jacobs, Stances, forward, forward, touchdown Raiders. Jacobs had a chance in the pocket, but he got the motion going forward. Had enough engine to get in the end zone, and the Raiders on the first play of the fourth take a 16-13 lead. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings. And here we go as we close out hour number two of the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Henderson off of Eastern. Come on by. We'll be here till at least 5 o'clock. We still have plenty of prizes for you to get hooked up with. All you got to do is come on by, say what's up, shake our hand, and uh, well, you'll be good to go. Just like that. No magic tricks, no, uh, no cartwheels, no nothing that you got to do. Uh, and Don't have to put no name in the drawing or anything. Just come on by and say what's up, and we're going to get you hooked up. Just like that. At uh, top of the hour at 4 o'clock, we have Tyler Dragon, USA Today. He's going to join us to talk all things NFL. Of course, we'll start off with the Chiefs and the Broncos as the Chiefs get the victory on Thursday Night Football, 19-8. to It wasn't pretty, but they got it done. <laughs> they weren't very successful in the red zone, but they got it done. The Broncos look a mess. They really look a mess. I mean, they really look a mess. So what are they going to do? We'll talk to Tyler Dragon about them and a whole lot more coming up at the top of the hour. But we threw the questions out there to you on the WBroke.com text line and the phone lines as well, 702-365-9200, keyword RNR. What will it take for the Raiders to get a win on Sunday? Who is it that we'll be talking about the most on Monday? We've got a lot of really good texts that I want to get to. Our guy, Sir Whiskey Ray, Q and Ari. Happy Friday, gentlemen, on this red polo shirt today. Q, I've got this great feeling that a victory awaits us come Sunday versus the Patriots. One name we'll be talking about come Monday, wide receiver Jacoby Myers. He's going to light up his old team. Thank you for yesterday for passing along tickets I had for sale. Sold to my boy Carlos in Phoenix. I appreciate it. I can't wait to have a call when Carlos comes Sunday at our seats. One key to the game, just win, baby. Gentlemen, I'm hoping to connect with you guys sometime during this weekend because that's how we do it. Q, I've got the first round. And Ari, I'll get you some ice cream, my friend. LOL. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Good stuff. Ari, what ice cream do you want? Man, I don't know because I took so much uh, flack for this last time. So, I don't know if I'm going to go don't with Rocky Road. Don't let me talk Road. you out of your ice cream, man. <laughs> I mean, just whatever your I, ice cream you like, say what it I'll, is. I'll go with Rocky Road. And uh, just for the record, uh, I believe he said, quote, he's going to super <laughs> give me a supersized ice cream because he was so appreciative. There uh, you go. Shout out to Carlos because he did actually uh, chime in here. Okay. And I then connected them, and that's how that works. So. Boom. See, that's, we're like the we're the connect. Community <laughs> effort here. <laughs> we're yeah. the connect right here. You know what I mean? Plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're the plug. We hooked it up here on Radio Nation Radio 920 and – uh, yeah, I like what he said, though. Just win. Just win. I do think, again, I'm going back to who we're talking about on Monday. I really think that we're going to be talking about Tyree Wilson. I think that he's going to get his first sack. He's probably going to do it pretty impressively. He's going to, you know, have what his power speed moves or something like that, and, and people are going to say, wow, I see what he's got. I see what he can bring to the table. I can see the, the P word, potential, in him. Obviously, he's got to stack that. 
It can't be just one and done. He's got to do it multiple times. But I do think that we'll be talking about Tyree. He gets his first sack. I'm going to go. I'm going to go out on a limb, <laughs> and this shouldn't be a limb, but I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to score 21 points. They should have done that a long time ago already. They're going into week six. 21 points for the Raiders should not have been a problem to get, but it has been. They haven't picked up 20 yet, but I'm going to say that they're going to score their 20 points, and they're going to get the dub, and they're going to be three and three. That's just that's just how I feel. Now they got to go out there and play the game, but that's just that's just my gut feeling. The offensive line's got a tall task in front of them, which is just just play better. Like Lady Raider 559 said, just play better. If you're not playing better, maybe you got to sit it on down. Vegas Pete said, create turnovers and don't make uh, make any. Oh yeah, don't okay. Create turnovers and don't make any, and we'll beat uh, beat feasting on Sunday. You know Q, uh, yeah. You know Ari, you know LOL. So I kind of understood what he said there, but uh, there you go. <laughs> so uh, just I get the gist of it. Uh, no turnovers and create a couple turnovers will be the key. And that I mean that's obviously that's a, that's a big deal. It really is. I mean the Raiders have got to start finding out uh, and start consistently finding ways to get the ball. Uh, this is from the 5-3-0. We are strong as our weakest link. Parham is getting destroyed. He's too small. And, you know, I, I feel like, and thanks for the text, I do feel like Parham is taking a step back. You know, and that's, that's I, I asked Lincoln Kennedy about him on Thursday. I just, you know, I, I think that Parham is a good player. I like what he did last year as a rookie. But I do think that he's taking a slight step back, and I don't know quite why. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know exactly what it is, but it seems like he's not playing at the level that he was his rookie year. Or maybe my expectations are just more this year because he had a positive rookie year. So I do think that that is uh, a key. But the whole offensive line, I mean, that's the thing. The offensive line, they're judged as a unit. Even though we could say that there's a weak link, like maybe the right tackle or the right guard, but they, you know that that unit has to work together. If they don't work together, it's, it's, it's all bad. Brad and Concord said, first, I got to say it's torture being here and not being where you are with the listeners stopping by, the giveaways, the bottle opener, and the wings. Feeling left out here, but I agree that the O-line is going to have eyes on them Sunday. We know what other positions could do and hopefully will do again on Sunday. But the biggest question mark will be protection and run blocking. It has just been bad straight up. Again, that's kind of co-signing with everything that we're saying. Uh, I think that there's no doubt that uh, the biggest concern right now for the Raiders is the offensive line, the, the power of the offensive line. Can they be, you know, a, a strength of the team as opposed to, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a liability? So uh, there's that. So thanks so much for that uh, text as well. We get one more text, and then we'll take a break. This is from the 707 AQ. I'm usually an everyday listener and an avid texter to your show. Some recent world events have hit close to home, and it's been difficult to have my attention elsewhere. Today I'm listening to you give – uh, give myself a mental break from the chaos. I don't have any contributions to the show today, but I'm here listening. Thank you. That is an awesome text. And, yeah, everything that's going on in the world, man, is, is, is it's awful, right? There's just awful things going on, and, and we really have to uh, be appreciative of what we have. And I know we f- fuss and we fight and we, you know, cuss and we cry, right? But at the same time, man, there's a lot of things going on in the world that really matter. Like what I'm doing on the daily doesn't matter, but what does matter is that, we could be here for three hours or even if you listen to the station all day long, 10 hours, whatever, kind of be a little bit of a relief, a little bit of a break away from whatever may be going on. I'll tell you right now, uh, and I'm not trying to get on my soapbox, but I've been in a bad, bad place before, and because I had a show to do, 
is what got me through it, knowing that I – look, I got three hours where I got to make it do what it do. So sometimes that's what these kind of things, sports and, uh, you know, talk shows and, and just kind of have, feeling like you have a family outside your family will help do for you. 3.55 is the time. Tyler Dragon for USA Today Sports joins us next. It's Rare Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.